0: What's up, everyone? We are back with the assistant to the general manager podcast, part of the DraftClass.com. And today we're going to give you one of our mini pods where we're doing something a little different. The DraftClass.com is partnered with a website called TradeNBA.com where you can create your own trade. You can do roster adjustments now. Lots of cool updates they've made to their website. You should check it out. And the idea behind today's pod is... You know, we love to talk about trades. We love to make our own fake trades. So we we decided to take a look at what the rest of the NBA world thinks. You can scroll through their uh, feed of just uh, created trades that other people have made. So we each picked out three to five of trades that we just found interesting, funny, entertaining. And then we each found one that we really liked. So I guess before we get going with what we found,
1: what did you just think of this experience? Sam, did you have a good time doing this? Yes, it felt a lot better to be on the other side of the glass because for all of our uh, deep dive team previews, we're trying to come up with trades and it really is not that easy of a task and I think that that it not being easy was vindicated when I was flipping through all these pages of trades because I, I think that some NBA fans also struggle <laughs> with this because I saw some, some doozies out there. So glad to be critiquing other people's rather than tossing out my ideas and having them get laughed at on Twitter.
0: Yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll learn something from this experience. But yeah, start us off with one of your ones that you found funny,
1: entertaining, interesting, whatever. All right, so right off the bat, my first one for being funny, entertaining, possibly terrible, I'll see what you think, was... So it's a three-way trade and between the Nets, Wizards, and Hawks. So the Nets are getting Kevin Herter and Davis Bertons, two guys they could use, probably, certainly. And they are sending out Spencer Dinwiddie and Zanin Musa. So from the Nets... That's what do you think about that? You probably do that, right? So you're sending
0: out Dinwiddie and Zahn, and you're getting back Herder and Bertans. Yeah. Yeah, but that's definitely in the realm of possibility.
1: Yep. Okay. So then the Wizards are sending out Bertans and Thomas Bryant, and getting back DeAndre Hunter and Spencer Dinwiddie. Probably love that for them. Yeah. I think we're two for two. And then we have the Hawks, who traded Kevin Herter and DeAndre Hunter. They're two young wings for Thomas Bryant and Musa.
0: Oh, yeah. I I was (laughs) waiting for it. I was like, okay, (laughs) this seems, I mean, pretty decent value. But yeah, that's kind of, it's pretty bad from the Hawks. You're losing Herter and Hunter, and you're bringing back Musa and Thomas Bryant.
1: Yeah, so you already have two centers that you traded for, and now you went for a third, and you lost two of your young wings that I think they would probably value pretty highly. And so, I mean, from the Hawks, that's where this one completely fell apart for me. And if you look at Trade NBA's little analysis, uh, the Nets are plus six in projected wins, the Wizards are plus three in projected wins, and the Hawks actually just says no change. I think it was so bad that it couldn't even put a number on it. That's got to be my guess. <laughs> so they're kind no. of like a. Will not rank,
0: yeah, I think that actually just means neutral though I think um oh, I don't man. know uh, I don't know the algorithm or the formula behind it probably uh, they factor in some
1: of the advanced stats but well I will uh, I will mention just briefly that. They do have the Hawks adding uh, Derek Jones Jr., but I'm choosing to leave those out because that's not part of the trade. I mean, it's a three-team trade, and then they have a Heat player being added. So I think that that probably goes to the team-building aspect of the Hawks, but it's not part of the trade, and they can they have plenty of cap space where they could just sign Jones Jr. So I'm, like, excluding it from the trade, hmm. but it is probably included in the uh, win projection change.
0: Yeah, that definitely probably is. that
1: um... so was, was a wrench in the trade analysis, but...
0: Yeah, but just the idea behind sending two wings with promise in return for a backup, someone who projects as a backup center. And uh, who's the other guy? Thomas Lusa. Bryant. And Musa, who Some you ask a Nets fan, especially coming into this year, <laughs> they were pretty high on him. Uh, he had a good summer league stats-wise, but, I mean, uh, we were there watching the games. Actually, that was one of the games that uh, we scouted uh, or like I, I think that's the game. One of the games I was live tweeting, and uh, some people were like getting hyped because he made like three threes in a row or something. But yeah. then like anytime he dribbled with his left hand, it was like complete wreck, complete disaster. He had like no foot speed and stuff. I was like, okay, he hit three open threes, but you you think he can do anything against like NBA level talent? I think he lit up the Julie too though, so maybe. He does have potential as like a um, just solid wing scorer who can only come off the bench because his defense is probably atrocious, but yeah, terrible for the Hawks.
1: Yeah, I was actually at that game too, and I remember him okay. splashing three threes in a row. Yep. I think I was doing the scouting for them, okay. and I actually still wasn't very impressed with him just because I didn't see him do much else, and like you said, he couldn't really dribble. But
0: Okay, so I have a pretty interesting one to lead off with. So you chose to ignore roster additions, I guess. I'm including mine because that just makes this one even that much funnier. <laughs> All right. So, All right. so the Rockets. I guess I'll go through the uh, the free agent signings because one cool feature Trade NBA does is for the rosters. Um, the roster adjustments you make, you can you can sign that you can put the money you're signing the free agents to. So. This one has the Rockets first signing Danilo Gallinari, Anthony Davis, and Andre Drummond all to minimums. <laughs> <laughs> and then sending out Daniel House Jr., PJ Tucker, Eric Gordon, and Robert Covington for LeBron James. <laughs> so, so you're looking at a new starting lineup of Westbrook, Harden, LeBron, probably gallo
1: and anthony davis with andre Truman coming off the bench oh my gosh so wait who else was involved in this trade i mean it doesn't even matter after that you just told me but i need to i need to digest the full picture
0: so the trade portion
1: oh and the thing is the trade actually failed
0: um i didn't realize (laughs) i didn't realize they posted uh trades that fit Let's see, the salaries has Rockets sending out 37.4, Lakers sending out 37.2, so it must be a um, roster spot issue with the Lakers. But, yeah, so the tr- just looking at the trade, it's LeBron for Daniel House Jr., P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon, and Robert Covington.
1: <laughs> That's rich. And then who did they sign at the minimum?
0: They signed Gallo, Anthony Davis, and Andre Drummond, all at the minimums. <laughs>
1: So uh, did Anthony Davis like retire and he's just getting paid to sit at home in this scenario? Or what's the deal?
0: He's probably getting that Space Jam 2 money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's, that's fair. This is, about, this is about to be the third podcast in a row where I've shouted out part of my take. Um, but they their conspiracy was that LeBron was just going to use Space Jam 2 to, to pay everyone uh, the money, they, to circumvent the cap and pay everyone money, and then cu- they come to the Lakers for minimums. So I guess now we're we're applying that logic to the Rockets. I like it. So let's look at the Lakers' point of view. Just for the that team is not realistic. But I mean, it's not full of all stars and stuff. So maybe we can just look at how that would fit. So who does that leave starting at point guard for them? Um, I don't know because LeBron's basically them. Rondo,
1: <laughs> Rondo, Curso.
0: Yeah, yeah you look at one of those guys, and probably all four. Yeah probably looking at one of those guys in all four rockets daniel house pg tucker eric gordon covington maybe swapping out house with one of your bigs but yeah that's probably not a playoff team anymore
1: no i mean you took davis and lebron off that team and the rest of their team is like bit players or reserves
0: (laughs) you know with the four rockets bringing over you can make the argument they're now two superstars away from being good
1: Well, well, no, they have Dwight Howard still to fit in with the old Rockets crew. So there's one superstar.
0: True, true. So any more thoughts about this? Do we want to talk about how a lineup of Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and LeBron James might look?
1: I mean, honestly, it's probably not as good as you think, but it's I'm sure it's good enough on most nights.
0: Yeah, then factor in Gallo and Davis. Yeah, I don't think that team's having any real problems. No, I mean, so. Uh, are they a lot to win the championship if we put them in the league right now? If we put that team together? And like just assume the teams that we're messed with like are the real versions of them. So we're like cloning uh, LeBron, Gallo, Davis, and them.
1: I mean, I, they don't really have... <laughs> they have to be like a co-favorite or favorite, but they don't really have any like wing defenders, right? Couldn't really guard the Clippers guys too hot. Um, Like Harden, Westbrook, and LeBron LeBron's age. I mean, I guess you're just putting Davis on most of these guys. Gonari is not exactly fleet of foot.
0: I guess in this scenario, you still have Damari Carroll and Jeff Green. But yeah, other than that, I think they're pretty dry when it comes to wing defenders.
1: I mean, they probably win the title. Yeah, I mean, they got to win the title, right? I mean, LeBron, yeah. and, David, LeBron and Davis are favorites to win the title or maybe second to the Bucks, and they don't even have 20% of the talent of the rest of those guys. The rest of the team.
0: Yeah. Well, hit me with your next one.
1: Hopefully
0: right. it lives
1: up to that. I don't know if it does. This one is um, concocted in Dreamsville um, out east. So we have the Milwaukee Bucks are acquiring Mitchell Robinson, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, and a bucket of first-round picks. It's four first-round picks for Giannis, of course. I saw
0: that one. I thought about that. Oh, you saw it I just goes about- to
1: the Knicks, the Knicks, This has to be a Knicks fan who just always thinks they're going to get the next superstar, but the yeah. last time they got the next superstar was basically never. I mean, Amari is the closest thing to the biggest superstar they've ever gotten, but he was probably the third best of his free agent class. I, there's just no way the Bucs would trade Giannis even for, I mean, four <laughs> first rounders is juicy, but the rest of those guys, you could take or leave. They're trying to win a championship right now.
0: What were the uh, players
1: again? Robinson, Julius Randle, and Barrett.
0: Yeah. Okay, so what if what if Giannis says I'm not re signing and I'm also not playing next year? So it's like uh, they don't they can't do the Kevin Durant situation where you wanna wait it out to see if um, you can convince him to stay or at least win a championship. What if Giannis says I'm not playing next year and I'm not gonna re sign? Are there how much better of offers do you think there would be
1: than that? I mean in what universe is a back-to-back MVP just not going to play basketball?
0: <laughs> well, in, w- in what universe are any of these trades happening?
1: <laughs> fair, fair point. I mean, off the top of my head, I would think maybe the, I don't know, the Thunder or the Pelicans could put together a package just because they have all the picks. I mean, the the Knicks do have a lot of picks. They have the two extra ones from Dallas. Um, I think you also run into some stepping in rule issues with, they have three straight Knicks picks going going to the Whoa. box which is not legal unless there's uh, they are swaps. The,
0: Knicks has they have the Dallas picks that might uh be why that
1: works. Yeah, but but the Dallas one of the Dallas ones is included in this one too.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, but anyway, maybe those are the only two teams that come to mind because they have a whole of picks um and they have some talent. I don't know. Both those teams have both those teams aren't even that bad. Pelicans, Thunder.
0: Yeah, and when you factor in um, what Paul George went for this past summer and just kind of how much superstars are going for now, four first-round picks makes it seem like a lot, but, I mean, yeah, I think there's going to be some better offers than that. I mean, it's not in this crazy hypothetical world that I'm talking about. I mean, I I don't think it's like a laughable offer, because, I mean, you can still talk yourself into the combination of Robinson and Barrett and then the four picks, but yeah, I man, I think you can do a lot better than that.
1: yeah, wouldn't you rather get one guy you're just completely certain about rather than like, yeah, I mean I guess Barrett plus four first is like five cracks at it, but I don't know. i I just that certainly has quantity. I don't know if it has quality.
0: Yeah, agreed with all that. You ready for my next one? Yeah. So this one is pretty simple, and it's literally perfect timing. Maybe that's why the person made this trade, but I don't know if you've heard, but Trey Young has recently switched over to clutch sports, and I was just listening to the Locked On Hawks pod, and um, the host there, Brad Roland, was talking about how people have already started with the Photoshop Trey Young jerseys, uh, Laker jerseys, and so I don't know if that was the motivation for this trade, but we have Trey Young for KCP straight up.
1: Uh, did this one have how many upvotes did it have that's what I want to know
0: uh it's two (laughs) downvotes
1: two downvotes yeah yeah I mean the Hawks already moved that year's draft pick Luka Doncic for what most people would call a downgrade and a loss so maybe Maybe you could get them uh, tipsy enough to give away Trey Young, but I don't have a lot to say about that one. It's just uh, pretty preposterous.
0: Yeah, that's pretty well. Be awesome to see Trey Young uh, with the Lakers if you could keep the roster the same and stuff. Right now, it'd be I think that'd be a perfect fit. Um, clearly, never going to happen though. But yeah, don't think the value's too close on this one. <laughs> All right, <laughs> no what's your go? next one? Yeah.
1: So this one is going to be very hard to understand so you're gonna have to listen carefully. This is has to be the wackiest one I saw, and so I had to include it. So it's a four teamer start off the bat. Wow. I uh, think I might put- know which one you're talking about. I don't know where to start. Okay, let's start let's start from the Sixers. So the Sixers <laughs> of course traded Ben Simmons because I have to include it in every pod. <laughs> They trade Ben Simmons, Al Horford, and Josh Richardson. And a couple of second-round picks don't really matter. So they trade Simmons, Horford, and Josh Richardson. And they literally get three starters from the Jazz and four players still. So they get Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, Ed Davis, and Bogdanovich. So they get the one through three from the Jazz for Simmons Richardson Horford, and what do you think that does to the Sixers? Basically, you're putting Embiid and Harris with all the Jazz guys besides Gobert.
0: Did you say this was a um, a three teamer or a four teamer? Four. Okay, I pulled a three teamer. That's very similar to this. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll I'll go ahead and let you do um, all of yours talk on this one because I have like basically. A very similar trade pulled up right now.
1: The Sixers, they haven't projected for a negative 12 decrease in projected wins, which is pretty rough. It's actually kind of surprising with uh, getting Mitchell, Bogdanovich, and Conley. But the Jazz in return get Ben Simmons, Horford, uh, Jordan Poole, and some picks. The Cavaliers are in this trade, and they actually land Andrew Wiggins, which was a... Another reason I included this, because he comes back home, drafted first overall, played zero games, and now he's back. And then, of course, the Warriors are in there. The Warriors the Warriors traded Wiggins and Looney and Poole for Josh Richardson, Drummond, first-round pick from the Cavs, and Dylan Windler. So the Warriors now have Curry, Clay, Richardson, Drummond, and Draymond. So they, they, they're they the biggest winners from these trades. They were plus 12 uh, the Sixers I already said were the biggest losers of minus 12. I guess the Cavs acquire Wiggins, who is on a, one of the worst deals in the league, give up two first round picks, and Drummond in the process. So I, I don't know who put this one together. I don't know why you grab four teams. I don't know why you swap out the entire Jazz uh, backcourt and give them to Philly. I have a lot of questions with this trade, and... I don't know. It's probably really confusing to the listeners, but uh, <laughs> I just had to share it. I,
0: I just got lost and all that. <laughs> um, did, do you have the website put up where you can see the user who posted it, or are you just
1: looking at a screenshot? Oh Shoot, no. I see I pulled it, and I screenshot it. I actually didn't want to out these people because I feel bad, and I don't like yeah. to feel bad when people make fun of my trades, so I kind of intentionally left them off. <laughs> yeah, that was maybe, we can, uh,
0: maybe we'll get the research team on it to compare <laughs> – um, compared to see if this is the same person who's just playing around with different iterations of the trade. Because the trade I picked as my favorite trade that I liked is my version of this this trade. Wait, this is the one you actually like? Yeah, it's pretty different. but I mean, it's very similar, but it's also the a little different. Um, okay. But that's the trade I picked for the one I like. So I guess I'll go ahead and get into that, and then I'll just finish with the other ones I had left. So, in my deal, it's the 76ers, it's the 76ers, Jazz, and Celtics involved. And the 76ers are bringing back Mitchell Conley and Bogdanovich. <laughs> and had to be the same guy. Yeah, it had to have been. In exchange for Ben Simmons, Al Horford, and now Matisse Thybul. So, then you look at the Celtics, they're bringing back Thybul and Gobert. Who do you think they're sending out?
1: Uh, Jason Tatum.
0: No, Jalen Brown. Oh, Jalen Brown. That was my second guess. Yep. And so you have the Jazz, who lose basically everyone. Uh, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, Bogdanovich. (laughs) But they bring back Ben Simmons, Jalen Brown, Al Horford. I'm trying to figure out who lost, like who didn't receive equal to better value here. But I love the idea of the Jazz essentially starting fresh with Ben Simmons and Jalen Brown as your centerpieces, all your draft picks. Or most of your draft picks going forward, Al Horford's there to help you uh, win now, and fits well with the roster. have uh, Royce O'Neal, another wing. I mean, that's the, that's probably the best defense in the league, like the, one of the most versatile defenses ever,
1: right there. Wait, are you saying their defense got better and they sent out Gobert?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, but if you <laughs> swapping Gobert out with Horford, but then swapping, putting, adding Ben Simmons and Jalen Brown to that lineup. And then Royce O'Neal is your third wing defender, maybe second. But you're basically swapping out your three non-positive defenders for elite defenders. And yeah. um, I love the idea of the Jazz, like basically starting a new roster going forward with Ben Simmons and Jalen Brown. You have Al Horford there and your remaining pieces to help you stay relevant now. But, I mean, Ben Simmons and Jalen Brown are on very long-term contracts. Sixers, I mean, now that's a great fitting roster I think around Embiid you look at you have your primary half court ball handler in Mitchell another ball handler in Conley Bogdanovich the bet probably like top five spot up shooter in the league and can like create a shot in the half court still have other defenders around him now you're looking at Embiid with five defenders or five shooters around him uh, defense takes a little step back but offense probably takes a good step forward Celtics you lose Jalen Brown which is really tough but it's you're swipping you're swapping out one guy for two which is huge for the uh celtics rudy gobert's i mean that's fills their biggest probably their biggest need back to the boston theme we don't really know yeah. exactly what the need is. probably we brought up was, gobert
1: i think for them didn't we
0: yeah that's what we talked about but then the, we kept getting back to i mean like i think we need that There, they need yeah. that but we don't really know like i mean but yeah, you had Gobert, and then Theibel obviously doesn't replace Jalen Brown, but you're still adding a versatile wing who's on his rookie scale. Who do you think needs more value? Like, I keep maybe Boston? Like, I don't know. How do you weigh Rudy Gobert versus Jalen Brown? That's kind of a tough one.
1: My first response would not be Boston needing more value, probably. What did the Sixers get again? Sixers gave up Simmons and Horford and
0: Theibel, and they got back Mitchell, Conley, and Bogdanovich.
1: Yeah, the Sixers might be the ones with the worst end of it. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, maybe, but you're looking at losing Ben Simmons is really tough, but you, you replace him with Mitchell, who's, I guess, probably most people would have a few spots behind him and looking at, like, just best overall players, but he also feels more of a need. And then you're kind of, maybe you look at Conley and Horford as, like, just neutral, older vets who— might be better in a different situation. You might look at that as like a wash and then you're gaining Bogdan I mean that Bogdanovich would be great on this team, probably better than Thibault for at least like the next two or three years. I guess look at it like this. Would you rather have Mitchell and Bogdanovich or Simmons and Thibault on the Sixers?
1: Well anything to get Simmons in a beat him. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean I guess this I actually don't don't mind this trade. Yeah, I mean, it actually. I think it's pro- well. What if What if you just boiled it down to literally the, the three best players? So what if it was Brown, um, Mitchell, and Gobert? Uh, you don't think or, Simmons? Sorry, 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 Simmons. Sorry, Simmons. Simmons. Problem with I guess the Jazz are losing like the most. I think now. Now I think about it. I think the Jazz because they Gobert and Mitchell, right? They're they're like yeah, the two best, uh, two of the four best players in the trade.
0: Yeah, but you get the other two of the best four. <laughs> And they're on longer-term contracts, and that's, like, a great foundation to start—basically uh, start fresh with. I like, mean... <laughs> if building a team in your starting points are Ben Simmons and Jalen Brown, like, that's such a great foundation defensively. And, I mean, both already, like, up. yeah, they're both on their contract long-term. Yeah, they are losing to the best four,
1: but they're getting the other two. Let's see. The they're sixer. getting Brown and Simmons. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess I guess it has to be the Sixers if anyone. I don't know. <laughs> it's a perfect trade. Send it, in. call it in right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we need to get some GMs on the phone. This is the person who made this trade. This is well done. I wonder if Just it's a, the same same person who made yours, but this is definitely the better version. I think.
1: Yeah, does the money work?
0: Yeah, it's a success for the. This trade was created in the twenty twenty one season, so that factors in um, Simmons and Brown's uh, contract that start next year. Yeah, that would be the only thing that really changes. Yeah, I mean, I would have to dig into it further.
1: I'd have to see it in front of me, but it sounds fine.
0: Actually, I figured out who it is. I think the Celtics are losing because of the fact that um, swapping out four years of Brown for one year of Gobert, who might not, um, you don't know his future. I think that's the biggest hiccup in the trade. Maybe if you do a trade and extend, that changes the game, but that's probably the biggest hiccup I'd find in this trade.
1: Yeah, I suppose I was kind of thinking that uh, under the understanding that they would— get them for more than yeah
0: yeah so that was a pretty interesting one do you want to hit me with the one you like the most
1: uh so i have a couple i won't take too long on them but so this one i put down as being terrible but then the more i looked at it i wrote that i secretly liked it and i think i think i hated it because one team is giving up eight assets but let me know i don't know what you think so so the hawks are sending out eight assets they they're trading Basically everyone except for Trey Young and their center. So they're trading Herder, Reddish, Hunter, Collins, and two firsts. Uh, they're both protected, but so they're giving giving up almost their whole team except for Trey Young and their centers, and getting back Miles Turner and Bradley Beal. And so then you're basically left with Beal, Young, and Miles Turner as your core. So I'll let you think about that for a second. And then the Pacers. So the Pacers are trading Miles Turner. Obviously, they're getting back John Collins who maybe hopefully would fit a little better with Sabonis. DeAndre Hunter, young wing, uh, Deadman, and a first-rounder. So, I mean, that's a pretty big haul for Turner, I would say. And then the Wizards, this might be where it falls apart. They have they get Herder and Reddish. You probably would really have to love Reddish to do this. Uh, Capella and a first-round pick for Beal. So two young assets on rookie deals, plus Capella, and then a first-rounder from the Hawks, which probably is a little bit light for Beal. But what do you think?
0: Yeah, I think that might end up being a little light for Beal. But, I mean, that's really interesting. I'm trying to think about that Hawks core. So you're looking at... Yeah, what if you just
1: got stripped it down to those three, essentially? How do you feel about Turner, Beal, and Trey Young?
0: I guess my issue with that is probably... I don't think that makes you a championship contender throughout Beal's prime. So I think I might would rather keep the abundance of young assets and hope one hits or consolidate for someone who might be a better fit or just a better overall player. I mean, Beal's great now, but I think one, that's a terrible defensive backcourt, which I mean, you can get around, but it is tough to have both your one and two being terrible. And then uh, Beal has like sneaky become like a super ball dominant and Trey Young. I mean, he's a great passer, lead the league in assist type guy, but he's like, I think he's, he seems like he's the type of player who only really passed four assists, so I don't know how well that backcourt's back going to work together, plus the defensive issues and the fact that it's just... I don't think that they're, they're good enough to be your 1-2 on a championship team, so I kind of probably would lean towards not stripping down the roster for that. That's probably
1: fair. At first, I, I thought it was terrible, and like I said, because it was like an 8 for 2, but I I actually... I don't think it's completely terrible because i'm more in the uh grab grab your stars and fit figure it out around them. but that is a lot of players all their young wings i mean they're gonna be begging 43 year old vince carter to come back at this point just <laughs> to have a body on the wing yeah
0: well i guess you have cap space no you probably lose most of your cap space that's the hawks don't you? Oh, no, you still, most, still have some most if, i mean Brad, if you lose Deadman, capella and um hunters around like 7 million like i think Probably Actually, at yeah,
1: that. they they probably only gained like uh, nine to eleven million, I think. Just very dirty math, top of my head.
0: Yeah, so then you're still looking at. Um, and do they have? Do they keep their first this year?
1: Oh uh, yeah, actually, the so picks keep, were 21 and 22.
0: So you keep your first. I mean, I still don't like it value-wise, but now that that is a new dynamic where you to think about to where you can fill out your roster like way better than most teams would be after stripping it down like that. Yeah, that's interesting. But, yeah, probably a little too crazy to get done.
1: Speaking of crazy, let me just hit you with one other one. Okay. I tried to cut it to three, but it was too hard. So this one, the Bucks are getting Andrew Wiggins and two first rounders. The Jazz are getting Draymond Green, uh, Kevin Looney, and a first rounder. And the Warriors are getting Rudy Gobert and Giannis. And their 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 <laughs> their, their projected win increase was plus forty eight. <laughs> They're getting Rudy Gobert and Giannis, <laughs> and losing Wiggins, who is <laughs> negative value. Uh, oh was, wow that one's pretty fun the other teams the bucks are minus 27 and <laughs> yeah they're minus 18 in projected away
0: that's an interesting one right there that's just funny to think about um just people just like i wonder if that's satisfying to see them I like just like load their team up like. <laughs> yeah like what, what makes you
1: click post on that
0: <laughs> um hey i don't hate it though uh <laughs> do you have any more wild ones like that you found I have one that's pretty similar to that one you just said.
1: Uh no, I don't. Not not anything too crazy. My last I just have two other quick ones. One is the one I like the most and one is a funny one. Yeah. Okay, so this one ha- is uh really random. Buddy healed and Manja Bielica for Mo Bamba and Nikola Vucevic. How do you they feel about will- just just those four guys? Kings are getting Bamba and Vucevic. Orlando's getting healed and Bielita. So there was the rumors
0: that, like, Sacramento was maybe going to be the team that was going to pay Vooch the summer he got paid, I think, uh, summer 19. So you're getting the Bamba and Vooch. And that's just weird. I don't know. Kind of because healed and Vooch are both, like, overpaid vets who are kind of offense-only guys. And then Bialita, who's like sneaky, really good last year, and then Bamba, who has still living up, maybe has potential to live up to. Oh, he has potential, but um, who knows if he'll live up to? I don't know. That's kind of weird. I would like the fit of uh, Bamba in Sacramento, if but if they're sold on Marvin Bagley as their four, like having Bagley just slash hard and Bamba spacing the court, and then allowing Bamba to protect the rim on defense but I guess I don't hate it, but because Sacramento does get a, uh, it's kind of, they do have a log jam at the two guard spot. So they'd be assuming they keep bogey. So now they just be picking up a competent, solid player at a different position. Who's also overpaid. I don't know. i I probably would need to think about this one a little more to have a better opinion. Oh,
1: well, for me, <laughs> maybe I'm crazy. I wouldn't do this if I was the Magic straight up. So, Bamba and Vooch for Heald and Bielita I don't I'd rather have Bamba and Vooch. But then the Kings are also getting two first-round picks in this trade. So, Orlando's <laughs> giving up two first, plus Bamba and Vooch for maybe a year of Bialyta and then Buddy Heald's bloated contract. So... And also the trade failed, so I also had to include one that failed. So it wasn't legal, and I thought it was pretty bad value-wise.
0: Well, so that brings me to just another thought, though. What do you think about Vooch for
1: Buddy Heald straight up? I probably would prefer Heald, I guess, just because of the position, and Vooch, I just don't think he's a winning player on a high level.
0: Do you think if Orlando attached there first this year with Vooch for Buddy Heald, who would say no in that scenario? Orlando... First and Vucevic for Buddy Healed, yeah. I think Orlando would say no. Okay, so you don't think you think there's too much value for them
1: to give up for Buddy Healed? I don't know. I mean, I feel like they kind of like Vucevic. They're both overpaid. I mean, me, yeah. It's too. I think it's too much. If anything, they're like pretty close to neutral value. I don't. Know. I wouldn't be trying to give up. I wouldn't giving up a first round pick. I also think Orlando needs to make a trade or to hit on someone magical in the draft. So just like taking another. Chance away from them just to get Buddy healed would not be in the cards for me.
0: Yeah. I um, I guess I'm just kind of thinking of what I touched on briefly, just the idea of they both fulfill positional needs a little bit more probably on the opposing teams instead of where they're at now. Um, But it is interesting to think. That's kind of like probably depending on who you ask in the league since they are both overpaid by a good bit. um, Depending on who you ask, you'd probably get a different answer about who has better trade value. Okay, so I'll get to... My last funny one. So this one is pretty similar to uh, the Knicks-Bucks one you brought up earlier, except this one is Giannis going to the Knicks. People seem to like that. Of course. Um, of course. For just Julius Julius Randle and Alonzo Trier, who actually was waved. <laughs> waved. Yeah. So I think this was like a day before that happened. But Alonzo Trier and Julius Randle for Giannis.
1: Yeah, I think NBA 2K doesn't even allow that one through, right? I don't know, 2K lets you do
0: some wild trades and <laughs> whenever you do like the um trade finder mode and you just like uh just let all the teams make their offer, they throw some wild trades out there like two first for someone who doesn't even play and is on a terrible
1: <laughs> contract. But that's a,
0: that's a pod for a different day.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't like that one unsurprisingly for the Bucs.
0: Yeah, that's That's a funny one. Um, That's the last I have. So do we want to talk about the one that you liked?
1: Yeah. So the last one, (laughs) it of course has to have Ben Simmons. All of our trades have Ben Simmons. (laughs) So Ben Simmons and Josh Richardson to Phoenix for Devin Booker and Ricky Rubio. So you have in Phoenix now, you have Ben Simmons, Josh Richardson, Oubre, Aiton, and then either like Sarage, Bridges, Cam Johnson, whoever else you want to fill in. And then you get someone who can create and score, and Devin Booker on the Sixers. Of course, he separates Simmons and Embiid, our lifelong goal between the two of us. And then you have Ricky Rubio, who well, we know what Ricky Rubio can do. He can distribute, play a little defense. What do you
0: think? Um, I mean, I like the idea of getting Devin Booker on the Sixers, and then you're not... I mean, you're losing crazy defense and Ben Simmons, but you are still have plenty of... Well, losing Richardson, too, that kind of makes yeah. it a little tougher. Yeah, I think that's kind of where I fall back, because I probably... I mean, I feel like Ben Simmons is probably a little better than Booker, and then Richardson is cheaper and better than Rubio. Maybe if there's another way to get some more value to Philly, I'd be down for that. But I guess just looking at what that trade is... I uh, like the idea of Booker there and Rubio's. He's gonna hurt your spacing some, but I mean, still probably overall better than what it was. And he's a good defender at his position. Good, good guy to get you into an offense. Good guy to have like in playoff type moments. Looking at Phoenix, now you have Ben Simmons running the show. Him and Aiton, got Richardson, Oubre, Their abundance of forwards in between. There's definitely. I think that makes Ph- uh, Phoenix really interesting, but. It's probably because I said I like those two guys better anyway. So, yeah, I think the value's a little off for Philly,
1: but I like the structure. I will say Philly, so Rubio is solid on defense. Um, they also have Thibel, who I know you love. And then <laughs> Embiid, obviously, is like a elite anchor, uh, defensive center. So I think that their defense might be fine. I mean, they certainly lose a lot of it. Uh, there's no disputing that. But that's actually interesting. What do you think the... Our friends at Trade MBA have for the wins and loss wins, increase, decrease projection. Who do you think it favors?
0: Oh, well, I'm thinking just based on the fact that you're asking that yeah, it's different have, than what I
1: said. I shouldn't have said it like that.
0: <laughs> um, so I'm gonna guess that it has it favoring um, Phil, uh, Phoenix. I mean, no, Philly. Philly, Philly yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it has it actually has Philly plus twelve and. In... Oh my god, yeah. plus twelve. So clearly, everything you said is wrong, and <laughs> everybody should discard that. No, I I was pretty surprised by that. I mean, I don't know. This was kind of this probably was my favorite trade. I, I think the Suns would be super interesting, and we like I said numerous times Ben Simmons kind of running his own show would be exciting. I think they would get up and down the court. Who do you think would say no in real life?
0: Um, are we looking at it like based off how their front offices think, or just if? rational how about front if you office?
1: ask? How about if you ask a different GM? Who would turn yeah. this deal down? Um
0: I think they say Philly because I mean I guess basically just all the reasons I said I think you're losing the best player. You are getting a better fit back. And then but I think the Richardson to Rubio difference is pretty significant. And I think Rubio's a like real regression, drop off candidate. And I mean he just has real injury issues every season. So yeah. What if I you think, knew that
1: Richard what if you knew Richardson was about to command eighteen million a season, still or twenty? Probably not going to get twenty, but because obviously he's on his last year, so maybe yeah. Maybe you discount the Rubio Richardson piece a little bit more for that reason.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. But I guess counterpoint is Rubio is already making that, and true. true. Yeah, but an-
1: another year of control. I mean, maybe Richardson leaves. Or...
0: Yeah, yeah, that is a good point too. I think if you ask an office though, I feel like people are probably. I think like front office members are probably higher on Ben Simmons than, like, a lot of, like, media-type people. Like, just the idea of, like, how versatile he is on defense and just, like, six nine six ten running the show on offense. Um, now, I feel like people—you got to really pay attention to Devin Booker to, like, realize how good he actually is. Like, to realize he's, like, a legit, like, offense superstar at this point. I feel like that's probably— not as mainstream as Ben Simmons so maybe the majority of people would lean towards uh, Philly not getting enough I mean yes yeah, I guess that's just kind of my sense I think if you can get a little bit more value
1: back to Philly it's it becomes really interesting What if Phoenix included their first rounder this year which is like 11th will be like 11th or so
0: Yeah that's where it like really becomes a conversation like the fact that you're getting a quality pick on top of that but the structure is, that is definitely uh, interesting to think about but that's wild how the plus twelve for Philly. Yeah. I just I'm trying to figure out like what would cost that. They
1: they yeah they quote PIPM on here for every player and PIPM apparently really likes Rubio. He's like plus three point six, which is actually better than Ben Simmons this year. Hmm. Do you have any more? That that was my final one. I say best for last, at least in my opinion.
0: I'm excited to put these on Twitter and see what some more people think about them, especially the ones we like. My three teamer that was a. So many different angles to look at that one.
1: Yeah. I, my then, guess is that everybody will hate all of uh, Like, <laughs> each team will get votes for they shouldn't do it. Yeah. That's
0: usually how it goes.
1: <laughs> and
0: then I wonder how people like uh, what we're assuming is the same person's ver- other version of the trade.
1: <laughs> yeah. We have to hunt down if that was the same guy.
0: Yeah, we get, it shouldn't be too easy They're too difficult to find because they just say at the top of the trade. There's a lot of trades in there, though, so it'd be a lot of sifting
1: yeah, through. Yeah, there are a lot of trades in
0: there. Yeah, everyone go check out TradeNBA.com, where all these trades came from. It's a great tool. I mean, we just talked for almost an hour about just some entertaining trades on here you can do. I mean, there's, there's a lot more good trades <laughs> that we didn't mention. Also, a lot more crazy trades we didn't mention. We only went, I think... A, the furthest one back I went was, like, three or four days. So, I mean, there's tons of options to pick from. Do you know what the oldest one you picked was?
1: Uh, well, I, I think I set the filter to the last week. And alone with that filter, there was, like, 63 pages of choices. So, oh. like you said, there are plenty and plenty of options. But I don't know. I think maybe, like, six days old. I don't know. I, I try to get different ones than you. So, I actually flipped way deeper than maybe –
0: Yeah. Uh, that's one thing I was scared of also. I was scared that we both were going to go super far back trying to yeah. avoid picking the same ones. Um, we're always just trying to think two steps ahead of each other and then just end up on the same exact page.
1: That would have been funny.
0: But interestingly, we did find like some very similar ones that probably were just done by... like Some of the other ones were probably done by different people, The like Giannis to the Knicks ones. Yeah. But, yeah, we're going to get all this stuff up on Twitter. We'll do some fun stuff with that. Which, who's our next pod for the offseason breakdown? Is it the Warriors?
1: Yep. Golden yeah. state.
0: Yeah, that one's going to be a really fun one. We're probably not going to be able to record over the July 4th weekend, so we'll get that to you probably about a week after this one drops. And, once again, check out thedraftclass.com or. Getting things back going there. Got a lot of fun stuff on the way. Check out TradeNBA.com. And we haven't dropped them in a while. So, Sam, go ahead and drop your Twitter handle.
1: Uh, Twitter handle is SamJ015. My at is
0: at ChanNBAThoughts. And we will talk to you all next time.